Hi, I'm Emma. And I am Jenny. And this is Have You Heard Of. It's our podcast where two best friends finally hold each other accountable for all the pop culture recommendations we keep giving each other. Yes, this week it is my turn and I will be sharing, it has a little bit of a longer title, but because that that's okay. It is Celine Dion, A New Day, dot, 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 live in Las Vegas. <laughs> so it is a DVD concert. And it is amazing to me. Anywho, that's what we're talking about today. But before we get into all of that, we like to give everyone a chance to speak here on Have You Heard Of? And so I'm going to do a spotlight mm. swap and steal the spotlight for a minute and talk about... Uh, I was like, oh, I guess I'll do a music-related one because we're doing Celine Dion. And so I opted for the joy of realizing someone has a huge musical canon that you have not listened to at all. So I've been getting really into Loretta Lynn, who is my spotlight for today. Ooh. And Loretta Lynn, have you heard of her at all? Uh, unless you put her on like a playlist for me, probably not. I don't think I ever have because as I said, she's very new to me, but she is not new to the music scene. She uh, has been touring for over 50 years. Uh, she Ooh. was born, she's a country singer and she was born in, hold on, I did write some down, some facts. Uh, she was born in, in 1932, started playing guitar in 53 at the age of 19, uh, where she, at this point she'd already been married for like four years and had four kids, would later have more children, um, and recorded her first album in 1960. And she is someone who I think is so impressive because I definitely know her as like an 80s figure because in mm. the 70s she had a song called Coal Miner's Daughter, which is definitely, I would say, her biggest song, um, okay. to the point where then there was also bio- a biography about her called Coal Miner's Daughter. The song itself is about her life because her father was a coal miner and they grew up in abject poverty. And it's about her, the song and the book are about her early life and building a career from nothing. And then it was made into a movie with Sissy Spacek that is very, very good. And so in my brain, my, I kind of was like, oh yeah, that movie was about her whole career in 1980. No, mm. she's never stopped. Um, so I have been listening a lot to her album, Van Leer Rose, which is from 2004. She won two Grammys for it. It was co-produced Ooh. with Jack White from The White Stripes. Um, and also really cool because it was the, I think, only second album where she had written or co-written all of the songs on the album. So she's a great songwriter, but this was an album Damn. where she wrote everything on it, which is really cool. And she has actually had over, not over, she's had 60 studio albums over the course Whoa. of her career. Um, 46 of them, I think, are solo. And on January 4th, it announced that she has another one coming out, which will be her 60s. So she has a new album coming out called Still Woman Enough uh, (gasps) that she just announced this week. And I'm so excited. She actually retired from touring a couple years ago after she had a very Mm. severe stroke and broke her hip. So I was not anticipating the news this week that she has a new album coming out. And Loretta Lynn is just so good. She's an incredible songwriter. Um, And I just really love... That there's so much music waiting waiting for me to discover in terms of her, where I was like, I heard yes. this song called High on a Mountaintop that I'll get you to drop a clip of, um, that is just the most fun and so good. Here, folks, heaven's not that far. High on a mountaintop, we live, we love, and we laugh a lot. Folks up here know what they've got. And 
she's got this huge range of music. Like, she's been recording for so long, and so she has always been a country and western singer, but, like, her, her, her themes and her song titles, not song titles, like, song content yes. changes, but she is always very clearly Loretta Lynn, and I love that a lot. So I'm really excited oh. to get into Loretta Lynn. This is just a thing I've been listening to and appreciating, and I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm excited to look into it as well, because I have been getting into looking at new music and broadening my listening discography. Is that the word? Because I've been listening intensely with BTS for like the past year that like um, I'm starting to listen to other stuff. So I'm excited to explore her as well and explore different avenues of music. Honestly, she's someone I don't think I could ever do for this because there's just too much. Like, it would have to be, like, a too much. Like, I'm honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if there's, like, a podcast that exists just to unpacking her discography. And she's worked with everyone. She was, like, best friends with Tammy Wynette and Patsy Cline. She's worked with Dolly. She's worked with everyone. Wow. And kind of, like, in country. She's amazing. Oh, cool. I'm excited. That's cool. I love when you find music, especially when it's, like, a female artist who just like continuously makes music and is unapologetically like this is my style this is my music and you're like yes and just has a good time yeah speaking of a good time Celine Dion okay also I realized I got the name of the thing wrong the name of it is okay I just got the two words mixed up it's Celine Dion live in Las Vegas a new day I just got the the last two things wrong and I flipped them but still it's the same thing It is pretty much the same. So before I get into what this whole thing is, Emma, have you heard of this before? Have you heard of this concert? So I think I've talked about this before. I have heard of... Who hasn't heard of Celine Dion? God, to find a person who has not heard of Celine Dion. Especially Canadians. (laughs) Right? I know. So my... I've also talked about how basically, like every person on Earth, for the first chunk of my life my pop culture tastes were based on that of my parents yes um and my father i don't even know if he doesn't like celine dion or if he's just like decided one day that we weren't gonna be a celine dion household like i don't (laughs) think there's malice there i think he prefer but like because my family is someone who's very much like very much family that's like oh we'll listen to anything we'll watch anything blah 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 the celine dion is where we decided to draw the line in the sand and be like this is a celine free home and so i remember meeting you and you being like i watched the celine dion concert movie to bring me joy when i'm feeling down and i was like oh and i was very judgy about it i was like okay so I hadn't heard of this concert. I knew she did a Vegas residency. I didn't even know this was a concert of her Vegas residency. I was like, okay. yes. I didn't know that Cirque du Soleil was involved until yesterday. Really? Okay. No clue. Ooh. I'm also okay. Ooh. I'm also not a Cirque du Soleil person. Like I've never seen Cirque du Soleil, and I have no urge to. I've, I well, now I'm probably mm. never gonna get the opportunity to see Cirque du Soleil since they're bankrupt. But like, I had multiple yeah. opportunities to see Cirque du Soleil, and I have just always been like. Nah. I even like circus stuff, and, like, I appreciate their physical prowess, but it's just not, um, like, okay. I think there still may be an opportunity to see it, because they did get bankrupt, but they're selling it to, like, a company, so like, it's not going to go away. Completely. There will probably be opportunities. I won't take up those opportunities. Cirque du Soleil just fair. has truly no appeal for me. Like, I just, that I'm like, fair. I would go, and it would be fine, but it would have no emotional impact on me whatsoever, and I know this about yeah. myself. But that being said, Celine Dion did have an emotional impact on me. I I sent a text to someone 
uh, the other day and was like, I love Jenny. This is the greatest test our friendship has ever known. <laughs> and then it started and I crumbled instantly and I was so mad at my own resolve. Where I was like, I was like, I was, okay, normally I'm like, I went into this with an open heart. I did not go into this with an open heart at all. <laughs> I know you wouldn't. <laughs> I was like, I, I, you have been so vocal at the amount of times you would not watch this that I was like, okay, I, just, and I was like, like, you know what? Podcast on my side now. You have to watch it. I know. I get some of those things where I was like, I just don't care. Yep. Um, but we have to actually say what paved the way for my crumbling resolve. What was like yes. the. the the first nail in my coffin is, which I've also talked about before, is the po- Instagram post she made when she went to go see Cats in 2019 in Toronto. And it's a photo of her posing seductively, question mark, with the cast of Cats. And I also hate Cats, um, the musical, not the animal. Big fan of the animal. Yes. Um, and I just thought, you know what? Maybe I do want to... Maybe I need to be a little bit more like Celine in my life. Um, and so I, I, I have a closing statement, but we haven't even started discussing. So I guess I'll save my closing statement for later. <laughs> Continue. Okay. Tell me. Paint me a word picture but, about why you yeah, chose so this. You're, before I move on, you're saying you enjoyed it? I... It was a roller coaster. I loved the beginning. The middle definitely was a dip. Mm, okay, yes, same. Yeah. Um, I will say seduces me in particular. I did not need. <laughs> oh, girl, no one needs that. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> needs that. Um, especially after the, I will say like, and we'll get into why, although it won't be a surprise to you. We peaked with I drove all night. Mm. Um, and then seduces me happened. And I was like. Okay, and then it just got really slow, and I'm in it for, like, the Celine's weird, like, power jam. So when she's balloting, again, I was like, your lung power, spectacular, physical prowess. You clearly yeah. put a lot of effort into this. I just, I, concert movies also aren't for me. I like going to concerts, but with concert movies, I'm like, am I supposed to be doing something right now? Like, I never know how to, am I supposed to sit and watch because it's a film? Should I be up and dancing like the audience at the show? Concert movies are always in a middle, a, a liminal space for me. Yes, that is fair. All right, so before we get into all of the concert stuff, I'll give you a little bit of background about this. So this concert, Thank you. DVD, is a recording of Celine's concert, A New Day, when she had her residency, her first residency in Las Vegas. Did and she have more than one residency? The, she's on her second one right oh, now. Oh, so she is currently in Vegas still. Yes, as far as I'm aware, I know she started a new one. I don't know if it's still going on because of the pandemic, but I do remember after this one ended, she did another one. Okay. Um, and then she decided to take some time off for like with her kids, and there's a whole other thing about that. I could go in depth and talk about Celine's life in general, but this is about the concert specifically. Yeah, I don't know so- anything about Celine or about the concert. I will say, thank you, Toronto Public Library System. I do have the two-disc DVD set, so I have the opportunity to watch the, like, four-plus hours of bonus yes. content. I just chose not to. That's okay, because so- I have watched it all, <laughs> so I know about it. Um, so this concert, um, what happened is, in the end of um, 1999, beginning 2000, her and her husband decided to take, a, like, right after a world tour, they were going to take a two-year break for music. 
and they were going to try to start a family. And that was the goal. And they went to Las Vegas and she saw the Circus du Soleil performance of O and her life was changed. Yes. Like this, I love. Like, okay. My overall experience, okay, so the love that I'm feeling is not based in Celine's music. Like, I don't think I will ever listen to Celine Dion outside of this morning. Yes. But I want to know her mind. I said earlier, pre-recording, I want to have four glasses of Chardonnay with her. Yes. And then go sit in a hot tub. Like, I just want to speak to her because I think she does just process information at incredibly quick speeds and then acts on it. And it's fascinating. I, she just seems like the coolest aunt ever. Like, she radiates cool aunt energy. Like, even on stage, she does these random kicks. I'm like, yeah, you get it. Yes! (laughs) She's just so cool. I keep watching interviews and just like, her humor is hilarious. It's like that French-Canadian humor, and it's just it's like... It's that oh. French-Canadian humor, and I made this note so many times. She... I love a try-hard, and, like, she's someone who every action she does is to make her seem cool and casual, but it is with so much effort behind it. I'm like, she practices these little, hey, and like, in the mirror every day. I can tell. Yeah. I can tell that she practices her... Ca- she, like, I feel like she's absolutely someone who plots every conversation she has in her head before she starts speaking. Like, yes. I don't think her she, mind ever turns off. Everything is so uh, effortful. And, like, she is only 52. Oh, my God. Like, she's young. She's only she is, 52? She was born in 1968. Oh, my God. Yeah. She, like, because she started as, like, a teen star in 1980s. I was so, that her like, Eurovision song did not make an appearance in the A New Day. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. She did go Eurovision. She her life story, my God. Um, anywho, so her life was changed forever. She saw this performance, and then so she wrote a letter. Um, I think to Franco Dragon. I he's the director of this, and he, he she's like, I want to do something with you, and then they're like, okay, let's do this thing. So they decided to have. Originally, when it was premiered, it was more Cirque du Soleil and theatrical than what this DVD was. But because the show went on for five years, mm-hmm. it changed so much that it became more of a concert and less of the theatrical. There was still, like, the spectacular, but it wasn't as circus-focused. Mm-hmm. Um, but originally, that's what it was. So they had, they, like, auditioned a thousand dancers from, like, different places around the world. Um, they ended up around with 58 dancers and, like, acrobats, and um, they perf- they practiced in Belgium, and their everything was, like, re- rising, revving? Revving up, and it was the biggest contract ever negotiated for an artist for an entertainment, live entertainment deal. Girl boss. And so, and they performed this at Caesars Palace Coliseum. And that Vegas building scares me so badly. Like you just said that I never want to go to Vegas. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I don't want to go to a place yeah. called Caesar's Palace. I don't want to do that. But the Coliseum was built in 140 days specifically for Celine Dion. <gasps> so it was built for her performance. That's oh when they built it. And I they spent that. like I think a hundred or how much was it? A hundred million dollars, I think, to build it. And at least, I'm trying to read my notes where it is, um, but they, it was so specific to that performance. Like they, they 
made it smaller so it was more intimate except for taller so like more people could watch it the the stage is at a 5.7 degree tilt so that people could see the whole stage better. Oh, oh my gosh. And She's wearing such high heels the entire time. I'm yes. so impressed. And the dancers were even saying how it was so difficult because over and over again, you're falling and you're at like an angle. So that like is really hard on dancers' legs and like balance and everything. And they had to pump humidity into the theater because like singing in the desert is really hard. So she had to like breathe like humidity. And also she, every day she would breathe in, um, what was it? Like a saline water solution thing to like clear out her vocal cords so she could sing in the desert. Um, and just so much like the biggest led screen in North America is that stage. It's so they, huge. It's huge. Originally, it was supposed to be like a projection. And then the lighting guy was like, that's going to be so hard. Like, no. And then eventually, they're like, we need to do this thing. And then Renee was like, $10 million for a screen. Just do it. <laughs> so they did it. Okay. So, like, we, I don't know enough about the Renee-Celine dynamic. I know that, like, he is, like, she's, like, said he is the love of her life. I remember when they got married. Or, like, I don't think I was fully alive or, like, conscious when they got married. We were born... They got married, I think, in 1995. Okay, but I remember, like, reading about it and being like, I don't like this, because she was a child when they got married. Yeah, he's 26 years older. I don't like that. I know that their love is real, and that she loved him very, very much. So I hope she finds happiness again. I know. Oh, Celine. Celine. She's just so cool. Um... What else is interesting about... Th- oh, yeah. So, they were building it, and everything was revving up. It was going to be really exciting. And then she got pregnant and had her first child. And she realized that she doesn't want to perform anymore. And her one goal in life is now to become and to be a mom. And she didn't actually want to go through with it. <gasps> and she told, like, her husband, no, I don't want to do it anymore. But it was too far along, so they couldn't. Yeah. Oh, Celine. Yeah. And she said it was the hardest decision of her life because her child was born and she realized this is my meaning in life is to be a mom and this is what I want to do. But like, cause when you're a professional performer, like all you think is like performance and I want to be a great performer and do more things. And then all of a sudden there's something more important in your life. And it's like, oh, but you couldn't, you couldn't do that. So she said it was that really hard for her cause she would have to leave every night and like go and perform and like the chat come see her son and and this was from 2007 which is five years into the run and it kept going how long did it go for do you know off the top of your head i think it went until 2007 because it started in 2003 it premiered Mm -hmm. um i think in like march 2003 early 2003 and then ended in 2007 so this concert dvd yet that specific like Concert ended in 2007. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Did, yeah, but okay. she's done other residencies after, but a different show. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, because, um, fun fact, me and my sister and my mom saw her when she toured in 2008 in Vancouver. <laughs> so that Which makes sense. That she would not no longer be doing a Vegas residency. Okay. Okay. Yes. I follow. Yeah. Um, so they went through with it, and... Um, it is the most successful residency of all time in Las Vegas, that specific run, which is really yeah, cool. Is. Um, I think 717 shows, 3 million people, 
Um, grossing over, and this is in 2019 dollars, is grossing over $474 million. Um, and it's just incredible. So that's the concert. That's, like, what it is. Mm -hmm. And so they recorded a version of it. They actually recorded an earlier version of it, but when they premiered, Celine cut her hair short and dyed it blonde because she wanted it to be, like, dramatic, and no one liked it. And it was very sad because she really liked it and no one else did. And there's in the the behind the scenes, it's Renee being like, it was hard to, like, my manager's side knew it was risky, but the husband's side knew that she was really happy with it. So the husband's side took (laughs) over. She made a risky (laughs) hair choice. Oh, my God, Celine, we have so much in common. (laughs) And she said it was, like, the most expensive haircut ever because they recorded an entire thing of her performing with it, and they scrapped it completely. And so this recording of it is later on. Um, And so this recording of it is a very successful music DVD. It got three diamond status in Canada. Nice. So, which means it sold over 300 copies, and that's only 300, no, not 300, 300,000 copies. There we go. (laughs) And that is only based on shipping, so, like, there's probably more. So, I did the math with um, the population of Canada at the time was 33.2 million. So, even if she just got 300 thousand which was the minimum to get um triple diamond. three diamond platinum I, that means at least like almost one percent of all canadians have this dvd that's not <laughs> for me to take in that's the bare minimum is that i will 1% say that i am happy to be part of the 99 percent that didn't just so i could experience this for the first time today <laughs> and apparently it sold out in quebec in a few hours Yes! Oh, yes, it did! And wonderful to hear. Continue. Yes, and so it got, like, platinum and, like, other, like, um, statuses in other countries as well. Um, But, yeah, so this DVD, I received it as a birthday present in 2008. Um, I remember I was at downtown Victoria, the Delta Hotel, because I used to love to just go to hotels for my birthday. And I was there with my best friend. And we got a concert DVD and it was very exciting. And then I watched it and I was like, this is amazing. This is the best thing I've ever seen. Um, And my mom, like, and it was a huge Celine Dion fan. And like, your family was not ours, was just a Celine fan. That's just what we liked. And my mom always wanted to go to Vegas to see her perform. I was a Titanic Um, stan as a small child. I did love Titanic. But I had no no emotional attachment to My Heart Will Go On because I knew that was Celine Dion and I was like, I don't care about Celine Dion. I mean, like it was... was Celine Dion also didn't really like the song either. So (laughs) that's fair. (gasps) What? She didn't want to perform... She didn't want to do it. She did not want to do the song because she's like, what's the point? Everyone knows how the movie ends. That's brand new information. Why would I... Yes. (laughs) And then she did. And she's like, okay, that was almost the worst mistake of my life of not doing the song. (laughs) But then she did. Um, and yeah, so I got this DVD and it's, it's a comfort DVD to me. Like when I went and worked in another province for the summer, this was one of like the five DVDs I brought with me. When I went to university, I bring this DVD with me. It's something that's so comforting and I can just put it on the background. I can sing along to all the songs. Um, the spectacular of just looking at it and the way emotions are portrayed in dance and just like the spectacular about it all like some of it i don't understand what's happening but i'm enjoying it i was like what is this i 
cool. I'm here for it. Sure. It's abstract, but like also attainable. I, yeah. That is usually that, one of my favorite emotions to have while watching something. I don't understand what's happening, but it's making me feel things. So I'm into it. Yeah. And then with, so with this, with all of the Cirque du Soleil parts, I was like, again, it was a moment of just like complete disconnect where I was like, okay, this is cool. This is meaningful this is up for interpretation this is physical prowess just did yes. not care about any of the circulation stuff happening i was like oh no. that is okay well just imagine it used to be even more when it started right like it used to be way more theatrical and it was confusing for people because people came to see her perform and mm-hmm. um originally the band was like hidden completely and then they're like no people like people want to see like it's a concert as well so it's then a concert this iteration like the band is more in the vote, like is seen sometimes Mm -hmm. and sometimes on stage and live music. And they talk about how there should always be like a blend, right. Of like live music and technology coming together and like building something like this. And yeah, a lot of the Circus Soleil stuff, I don't fully understand, but like, I appreciate what they're doing. I will Um, say my favorite Cirque du Soleil moment was, um, in if I could, which is not a song that I enjoyed. Um, yeah. It is a song about... It's very sweet, though. Like, after you hearing me talk about Celine Dion and how much she loved being a mother, which is what this song is, and I was yes. so I'm very moved by this. It reminds me of, like, at my high school graduation, my high school principal, instead of giving a full speech, instead just played this country song about, like, being a parent and setting your child off into the world. And I remember sitting in the bleachers and being like, this song is terrible. And then seeing my mom in the audience crying and being like, oh, this song's not for me. This song's for the parents. <laughs> and so every time during the Celine Dion song, it just cuts to parents crying. I was yeah. like, okay, this, okay, yes. And then, like, the Cirque du Soleil is like, they're on... They're on swings and they have wings yes. and it's like little children and then there's a bike floating through the sky and there's a man with it's very Magritte with like a rutabaga for a head. I was like, yes. I don't know what's happening, but they are trying it. <laughs> there was a floating I, piano. I was like, yes. okay, okay. Like if I was, if I was, I feel like if I was in that audience, I would be screaming. I would just be like, woo. <laughs> During I a really maudlin moment, but I would be like, yes. I just love things flying in the air. Like, and apparently Celine in the earlier stages of the show used to also fly in the air. Oh my but God. But then she had like that. a surgery and then like it was unsafe. And then it's like, okay, let's maybe not. Um, but I just, I actually love that song and I love that scene because as someone who's like wants to be a parent one day and like tries to, and like constantly puts other people first of being like, I want to change the world around to, like, protect you. Or the line of, I watch you grow to let you go. I'm like, oh, ooh, get me right in the soul. And it's just so intense. And I think the biggest thing for me is that this song comes right after a song I hate so much. And okay, can we talk so about Seduces Me? Seduce Me can get out of here. <laughs> it can leave. Okay, like, yeah, because I... it's just, it's Celine Dion surrounded by a throng of shirtless, oily men. It's like that scene in Spice World, but just Celine and times a hundred. There's so many men. And then also her little bellhop confidant. Yes. There's two recurring Cirque du Soleil characters. One of them is a little bellhop. One is a man, a bald man, painted completely white. I Both of them made me uncomfortable. I, 
I tried I to Google what they meant, couldn't find anything I know, about I was it. Like, I'm like, hey. I was like, is there a narrative that I'm missing? Is there an overarching story between the two of them that I am missing? So she's got, like, this throng, I keep saying throng, a throng of sweaty men, <laughs> but they're, like, they're not even really doing anything. They're just, like, around her and moving really slowly. So, again, like, the body control, impressive, but also, I'm, and then there's just this little bellhop in the background. And I was like, I don't want this. I know. It's just, like, I... This is the first time in a while I actually watched the scene to review it for the podcast. I usually skip this scene. So usually it goes like straight from like upbeat, exciting to just if I could. And then that's it. So it's like, and then emotional. So like, I never get the weird like back and forth. I mean, like this time when I watched it, it wasn't as bad as I remember it being when I watched it as a kid. When I was like, oh my god, I shouldn't be seeing this at all. Like, what is happening? Yeah, it's not a moment of like, oh my god, they're shirtless. This is inappropriate. It was just, I was like... I don't like this. No, it's, I, it makes me so uncomfortable. I'm like, Celine, stop. But like, okay, can we just point out how on point her outfits are this entire show? Yes, so her outfits are amazing. You shout out, you gave me a shout out about your favorite outfit. Do you want to talk about your favorite outfit first before I go in? Okay, my favorite outfit is when she sings River Deep Mountain High. I was so excited for River Deep Mountain High when she comes running out. In this, okay, go ahead, go ahead. She is a goddess. Holy shit. So she comes in this, like, gold, sparkly, sequin dress. And, like, her hair is all out. Her hair is on point also the entire time. And she, it just, it's like the right, it's like, you see, okay, I'm getting too excited. Um, She has the longest legs ever. So they're (laughs) gorgeous. And she just is, like, Okay, it's just so funny. Because she looks, she is so tiny, right? She's like, very she small. must be so yes. tiny. So, but then you, she, this dress is so, so tiny that you should look, makes her look like the tallest woman in the world. <laughs> oh my God. It's just that song, particularly, not even just her outfit, but that song I love so much. has so much energy all the dancers look like they're having so much fun there's the lighting of them moving up and down and she like takes the microphone out of its stand does a little like booty shake and gets into it and oh it just hypes me up so much but yes that dress is incredible do you have a favorite outfit I do a favorite outfit. It's the one she she sings a song in Italian that uh, I'm not going to try and pronounce. Uh, apologies. Oh Italian. yes, uh, but she sings a t- song in Italian and she comes out in these like super tight black pants with a big red 2007 statement belt and then like a sheer lace top and a little cropped jacket with her yes. hair in a high pony. And I was like, okay, Miss Celine Dion, thank you. <laughs> like it was it was just it was so 2007, but I would kill to see her like wear that on a stage today. Like the sheer top underneath, yes. the huge belt buckle, absolutely. I think that she does like a good balance of like shimmering and like lace, I think is like the theme yes. kind of of like that ongoing of like sheer and like lacy and elegant. Like even like the dress in If I Could and Seduce Me, like it's like has little peekaboos of like lace in the dress below. And I'm just like, oh, it's just so beautiful. 
I and like she she has a makeup artist but if you watch behind the scenes like she does a lot of her own makeup like they show her how to do it and she does it herself and then she has a hairdresser that like spends hours doing her hair and like they have to like continuously change it as the, the thing goes and like if I was doing that I would be so sweaty my under my hair would be like a mess when I saw the reputation ta- reputation tour with Taylor Swift that, that was a really weird way you said that <laughs> okay <laughs> She got so sweaty. Like, she did just have her hair in one style all the time. And by the end, her bangs were plastered to her forehead. So I had a lot of respect for Celine's uh, hairstylist. Nothing against Taylor's, because Taylor was yeah. hustling. She was just very, very sweaty. And then Celine looked like like she had just stepped out on a cool day <laughs> off of her, like, deck in Maine. I, I don't know. <laughs> the sea breeze. Yeah. And I, I think my favorite performance in the whole like I have a couple of favorite performances but one of them is pretty early on is um the coming back to me now song I (laughs) yes Emma (laughs) I have something but it will come preface with an apology so I'll let you say your piece on it's all coming back to me now first (laughs) this is odd okay so a couple things one this used to be my go-to karaoke song even as a child which is odd Oh my god. Like, I really, I talk this all the time, I really want to do karaoke with you. You were so intimidating to do karaoke <laughs> with because you can actually sing. i just picturing Little Jenny yeah, crushing it. Little Jenny, I think it was 2009, on a cruise ship with her family, and we're in the club area. We're not supposed to be there, but my family was, it was like, or my extended family, so there was like more than 50 of us, just took over this club, and me singing this song in front of a bunch of people. And it was... Celine would have been so proud. Like, that's exactly the kind of energy I believe yes. she Yes, anywho, this song makes, is so exciting to me. I love contemporary dance so much, which is weird because, like, I have so many thoughts on different types of dances. And I know some people hate contemporary. I'm not a big fan of tap, so it's fine. But for me, it all contemporary out. dance is probably my favorite style of dance. And this song... Like, the way they dance just feels like romance in my mind. Like, the way that they're, like, running to each other or they're, like, in each other's arms. And then there's, like, a push and then they come back and then they just want to be together. And then there's the jump when they, like, run up the stairs and they jump and land into the person's arms and they spin around. I just quote that with my sister all the time. I'll just randomly be like, that jump, though. We're like, yeah, that jump, though. You gotta do the jump because it's so dramatic. I do have a note. I do have a note uh, that just said, oh, they did a flying jump. Yes. And it's just, I, looking at, like, the way her voice portrays the song and the emotions in it and then just how that is represented in dance in this gigantic stage when... You see, you can see the stage when it's filled with people, but this is like in like little couples, and there's so few of them, but they're spaced out that it still feels full. But also, they each have their own moment because it's about each other, and I just really enjoy it. What What is your apology? <laughs> what are you gonna say? I'm sorry. Okay. 
in the CW show Supernatural. Oh, okay. Okay. No, okay. Yeah, that's fine. That Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yes. <laughs> in the CW show Supernatural, mm-hmm. in season 12, okay. um, we don't see the initial exchange, but Cass has been away from Dean for a very long okay. time and returns... And gives De- and you realize you find out that Dean had given Cass a mixtape, like a literal tape, a mixtape okay. labeled Dean's Top Thirteen Zepp Tracks because Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin is Dean's favorite okay. band, and it's spelled tracks with two X's. It's a lot, and you never you, you never see Dean give it to him originally. And Cass tries to return it because they've been like kind of fighting, and Dean says, "No, it's a gift. You keep this. And this is a big moment, and it keeps me up at night." And a very popular thing in the fandom right now. And always, I think, since that moment happened, uh, is if Cass were to make Dean a mixtape, what would it be? Uh. Um, and, like, what band would it be? And a lot of, there's been a lot of Dean's, or not Dean, Cass's top 13 Taylor tracks, Cass's top 13 Carly Rae tracks, mm. uh, Cass's top 13 Lana tracks, Hosier also, but anyways, but then... Uh, a couple weeks ago, a uh, Tumblr user I follow made an AMV set to It's All Coming Back to Me Now, mm-hmm. and then I was watching the one, two, three combo hit of The Power of Love, It's All Coming Back to Me Now, and Because You yeah. Love Me, and I know, without a part, one millisecond of doubt in my heart, that Dean, or the cast, would make Dean a top 13 Celine tracks with two X's. Yes. The X's are kisses. Yes. And also, on, I know, so I was, I was, this entire time watching this concert video, I was like, oh my god, oh my god. Um, I drove all night, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> so I will say specifically to anybody listening that the power of love is just generally about them. It's all coming back to me now, is when Dean meets Emmanuel, Cass loses, Cass like betrays him and dies, then comes back a season later as Emmanuel. Mm without any memory and then it like hits him and he's like and it's so it's all coming back to me now literally Mm. and then because you love me is 1518 despair the love confession i love the whole world because of you (laughs) that's my piece (laughs) i was like i'm sorry to be doing this again that's okay but that's okay it's well i mean i'm glad if you can find any connection that makes you like these songs like this is a win this is good it makes you connected to celine in some way that's all i care about (laughs) i know i was really really feeling it yes like also because you love me is written by the queen diane warren who's been nominated for 11 academy awards and never won oh damn one day diane one day um after one of the greatest songwriters of all time. The the song that um to love you more when it's like the the women dancers are like jumping across the stage. Oh, my note for that song is just is just pull the trigger, Celine. <laughs> <laughs> I note oh wait no my only note is pull the trigger celine and then her little hand because that's the first time every time she finishes the song her little hand shoots up and she strikes a power pose. yes and i'm 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 love it i love it i love her little dance moves like when she does like the peace sign and then goes like whoosh i'm like yes this might now yes. one of my go-to dance moves because i'm like i am celine um but that song i used to like in my living room as a kid i would jump around like like i'm doing that contemporary dance of like jump scream twirl do the things it just like makes me want to it's move. very good makes me want to move um also in this um concert dvd there is a 
often, like, it sometimes feels, like, displaced, but, like, a lot of concerts do this when they have a piece of it that's dedicated to another artist. And so she does it with Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. And there's some of them that I'm yeah. like, okay, like, I get it. Because I guess, like, throughout the whole run, like, there was different songs that she would perform and different things and all that jazz. But one song I do really like okay. that they perform is I Wish. That is yeah, such a fun song. And it's it, it, so cool. It made me, she, okay, it's such a cool song. She One of the little dance moves she does is, like, almost a grapevine. And it made me really want to see Selena in a cowboy hat doing a country song. <gasps> yes. I think Celine would crush country. Nothing to do with old blue eyes, but I think Celine would crush a country singer. I, I 100% agree with that. I think it would be amazing. I I just like how, like, in this song, like, everyone is, like, up and excited, and she's with all the guy dancers, and I love when they walk, and they, like, put their hands up and, like, pose and get all into it. Like, yes. Exactly. Feels like everyone has, like, their own moment, and you get glimpses of the band coming out and doing their performances as well. And it's just so iconic and fun. And I really like, I understand not everyone enjoys Celine's voice. I know it is a unique voice, but like she is a Canadian legend. And so is like Circus Soleil. So it's like the combination She's of an the icon. two. It's yeah. like a no brainer, right? Man, is there any of the other performances you wanted to talk about? Really quickly, yeah. So I went in, like I said before, I went into this with a closed heart, and then I came out of it, and I was like, I definitely had more fun than I expected it to. I think, like, I'm not... I'm skipping into closing arguments. It's okay. We'll we'll hold off on that. I really like the choreography for Love Can Move Mountains, which is another Mm. song by Diane Warren, but it felt like the most Broadway choreography to me, where Uh. it felt like, like... It was felt like I was watching, like... The choreography from Mamma Mia, where it's just a lot of people yeah. doing like, da, 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 da. <laughs> um, but everyone looked like they were having a really good time. Yeah. And so I just, I am not a contemporary dance person, so that part did not hit for me, but this was just a fun time. And then like, in the very beginning too, um, oh, for I'm Alive, which was such a joyful song. Yeah. Where again, like it's Celine Dion's very practiced kind of casualness mm-hmm. um but one of her backup dancers is just like huge thumbs up in the background and I, holding a tableau loved that yes that that stage is it reminded me of welcome to new york on the 1989 tour yeah yeah i do enjoy like you can also, tell that like everyone is having so much fun when they are like working with Celine, and like everyone says yeah. that she's such a fun person to work with they're a full family there and like even behind the scenes and off scenes like everyone like is in it together and like they like joke little things like even they're saying that Celine's clock in her dressing room is actually three minutes ahead and no one's told her that and like just because she tends to be late so they're like we're just gonna make it three minutes ahead and she has never noticed and just like they you can see that they're enjoying each other's company and the dancers look like they're having fun and like you've always said that when you watch something you can tell like you want to know what the dynamic was behind the scenes and I can feel how good it was. And that's good to see. You can feel like this was like, everyone went into that being like, this is a job and it's a job we like. Like, it just feels like it was a really tightly run machine. Yes. Like, everyone knew where they were supposed to be. They knew what they were supposed to do. And they had a good time doing yes. it. Um, I also really less liked, um, like, Celine does dance. Obviously not as much as the Cirque du Soleil performers. But every time she does, she does this little, like, knee-first jackrabbit baby giraffe hop a lot. Yes. Like, she's just learning how to walk, and she's like, whoo! Yes. It's kind of like she's That's doing, like, you like. know that, there was that challenge a while ago when it was supposed to, like, 
like make it seem like there's an invisible box and you're climbing over it. It's like she's trying to do that, but like, but she can't, and so she does a little like kick flip. Yeah, <laughs> I just love how much she like exactly. just kicks randomly yes. in the air. Like it's just she's just like ha, huh. <laughs> yeah, huh. <laughs> um, yeah. And there's the song um, "Surrender" when just is so powerful. Like it's mostly just like the dancers are in like in poses for the whole song, which must be so hard to some of the poses are in. And then she like pounds her chest and they all like start like moving. And like when she says like right now, you can see, like you can see the anger in her eyes. Like, wow, don't make Celine mad. Oh God, <laughs> it will not turn out good. It's just oh, the wide range of emotions that she can perceive through music. And almost like they cut to the stage a bunch, not stage, they cut to the audience a few times and everyone, like every song is a standing ovation. Everyone's like, this is incredible. I know. I wish they had cut to the audience more, because every time they do, it's someone who's, like, just standing hands in the air, like, head up to the heavens, or, like, someone wiping tears. At the end of the show, when she gives a woman a rose and then hugs her, it's very emotional. I know. Apparently she gives a rose, like, every night to someone. And it's just... It's so nice. That's so cool. And I love, like, because it's Vegas, that, like, some people are dressed up fancy. Some people are dressed in, like, t-shirts being like, I'm in Vegas. Like, it's, like, a weird combination of everyone's mm-hmm. just there and just loving it to be there for a Celine. Exactly. And so, like, I am no longer anti Celine. I can't say that I'm a fan of her music, but I am a fan of her. Like, yeah. I, I get the same amount of enjoyment watching this as I do when I just scroll through her Instagram feed for five minutes. Mm. Like, highly recommend giving Selena a follow. Yes, yes. And, like, I think this is also another one of those things that I feel like if we watched it together, you would have, a, like, an additional feeling for it because you would have seen me singing along I know. and dancing. I will say... <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I I really want to just, like, strut around. I want to learn the words so that I can strut around a room and lip sync to yes. it. Um, like, it's it's a good time. I just, like, my, my emotional attachment to her songs is not there, but I do just find her fascinating. She is, she works so hard. Yes. 100%. She is incredible. Her work ethic and her skill and professionalism and she still overall seems like a genuinely good person. And that's like hard in the industry. So I'm proud that she is a part of Canadian culture and is just. So, what are your final thoughts? My final thoughts are I don't know if my heart will go on would be on Cass's mixtape because there is canonically an episode of Supernatural <laughs> okay. where they stop the Titanic from sinking. <laughs> Um, and the angel who stops the Titanic from sinking, Balthazar, says it because it's because he hates the song so much that he doesn't want the Titanic to sink so the movie won't exist. That's, of course, not the real reason. But I think just, like, that would bring up too many raw memories for them, because this is when Cass is about to secretly betray them, so I don't think my heart will go on but be on the mixtape. I can't believe you've done this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but to bring it back to Celine, I had a great time watching My Heart Will Go On. I fucking love that track. Yes. Um, because I was like, I wrote a note before it started that was, um, oh, we love, I love that she started in a new day, which is a very slow song. Like I love that she starts slow. Cause I feel like a lot of concert impulses are coming out very, very strong mm. of like, 
booming bass, yeah. like big dance number. And it's just her. And I really liked that. And so I was like, I'm enjoying this, but I do have to reconcile that I'm not going to know any of these songs except for Titanic. And so I was waiting for it. And for some reason, I was surprised My Heart Will Go On was the finale. And I was like, we are an hour and a half in. Where is My Heart Will Go On? And I was like, Emma, of course it's the finale. But then, like, the violin comes out. And then you have the penny whistle solo. Yeah. And then she comes out in this huge dress. Oh. And I was like, if I had been in the audience, like, I would have smashed my wine glass. I would have been like, yeah! That's probably why they give you plastic glasses when you're at concert Ah, uh, yes. Um, and then also... Have you ever seen the movie How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days? Okay, so in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, it's like the whole thing takes place during, I think, a basketball championship. And then, I hate that movie. It's not good. They don't look like they're having any fun the entire time. Mm -hmm. But she convinces him that she has tickets. And she's, because he's like talking about how he really wants to go to this basketball game. And she's like, oh, I have front row tickets. And so he agrees to go on a date with her. And then it's not to the basketball game, it's to Celine Dion concert. Ah. And he's really pissy about it. And I just remember being like, this is even during my anti-Celine Dion years when I saw How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. And I was like, get over yourself, Matthew McConaughey. You have front row tickets to a Celine Dion concert experience and you are not appreciating it enough. Exactly. Like, my God. And it's one of those things where it's just like, she is a performer of... Of a, of a level. Like, she is a, mm. she is truly a diva. She is, like, you have, you can only become a diva with time and with effort and with a considerable discography. Yes. And she has done that. And it should be recognized. Just going off of, like, seeing her live, like, I, like I said, I got to go and see her live and I sent Emma some videos of me and my sister before the concert and then after the concert. And her energy is so infectious, like... It is so, mm-hmm. it's, it's so, it's so infectious because it is, like, just slightly off kilter. Like, you can tell that she's sincere because she does this, like, it is a little weird. Like, yeah. I, I don't know how to describe it. And it's not in a bad way, but it is just, like, you can tell she's putting a lot of effort in. You can tell she, like, really wants you to like her. You can tell she's worked very hard on the choreography and, like, the songs and taking care of her voice. So it's just her being like, I have put a lot of effort into making this a good time. And you're like, cool, because I'm ready to have a yeah. good time. She did two encores when she did, once she did River Deep, Mountain High, and the next one she did the Titanic, or, like, My Heart Would Go On. And her opening act was a comedian. And I was like, this is incredible. What? <laughs> yeah. That's a wild vibe. Like, she's committed to the spectacle. She's committed to putting on a show. So even if I do not enjoy her content, I will always respect the woman. Respect her. Like, she is just... I, I, she just... Her and season one of Riverdale have the same energy. Please explain. <laughs> I can't. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. But you know, like, season one of Riverdale was just, like, its own unique little thing. And you're like, this is weird. It's familiar, but I don't enjoy it. But I love it. But it's weird. What's happening? Oh, dance numbers. And that's Celine. Okay. I, I, I'll... T- Gangs. <laughs> drive-in theaters. Like, you can't... Like, she would absolutely, in another... Like, I would not be surprised if she did, like, a, like, 1950s-style stage setup of, like, her in a car dropping down from the ceiling yes. in front of a drive-in, which is, like, very Riverdale also, you know? I mean, she did do the song for Deadpool where she performed in the Coliseum. Did you see that? Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yes, like, she knows how to have fun. Yes. She loves to have fun. Have fun, guys. You you deserve it. Oh, 
concert. It was good times. Um, it was a good time. Good times. Um, so the question I have for Emma this week um, is if there is a artist or an album that you think would also be good as a like Las Vegas Cirque du Soleil performance or just even just like a Las Vegas performance that has this theatricalness to it. It doesn't necessarily have to be Cirque du Soleil, but something Las Vegas grand story type thing. Did you Which really gave me pause because I am not a Vegas personality. Yes. I because people are like, you don't have to gamble. You can go to Vegas for the shows. And I'm like, I can go other places well, for the shows. Even like when I when I went to Disney World with my mom, we almost went to Vegas and then we looked at the prices for shows. It's like, okay, one show is the same amount of money as one full day in Disney. Go to Disney. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so I thought about it because I was like Okay, you need someone with, like, even though, like, the thing about Vegas shows is, like, like, you have a specific set list, and obviously some things will change, but it's, like, a, it's the same show every night, same show eight times a week. Like, yes. So you need to have someone with a significant enough discography that, like, they can have, like, their biggest song from each album come in. So, like, you're gonna, so it's, like, you have to make an hour and a half of nonstop hits. It's, like, okay. And I was, like, obviously my first impulse was Taylor Swift, because I love Taylor Swift. Mm. Not a Taylor Swift fan. But also, I think at this point in her career, I don't think she's interested in doing a Vegas residency. I also like that, like, the, I guess, stigma around Vegas residencies. Like, I feel like it used to be a thing people would do at the end of their career, mm. and now it's just, like, another stop on their career. Like, you've got Gaga, you've got Bruno yeah. Mars, you've got whoever doing. I think, so then I was trying to think of, like, who would do really well with having this Cirque du Soleil storytelling theatrical aspect, and I landed on Janelle Monet. Holy shit, yeah. I love Janelle Monet. Everyone knows, like, she's created this incredible universe with her albums, with her videos, where she does tell these larger stories. And so I think, and I think she's had such a strong aesthetic throughout her entire career, but, like, always with different options. And so oh. I think it would be so fun to see her do a really theatrical experience in Vegas. And I think that would really, really be something special to watch that would be amazing mm-hmm. i've never even seen janelle monet live and i would love to someday yeah. so that would get me to vegas maybe hell yeah i like that good answer i enjoy that thank you i really thought about it do you have any do you have a response for who you would like to see um, in vegas? I, I kept thinking about it and i couldn't really think of one that wasn't like their music has already like turned into something or not the one that i thought of mm-hmm. was I don't know if it'll work. It's not, like, mainly, like, theatrical, but just, like, a vibe it could be is Celtic Thunder. Yes. I wouldn't be... I would... I'm surprised Celtic Thunder hasn't already done a Vegas residency. Right? Like, just, like, the... I... I struggle to say it would be Circus Soleil because in my mind, the idea of Circus Soleil and Sleeves Yawn, they're both Canadian and that, like, fits perfectly. But, like... But still, like, mm-hmm. a theatrical, like, things in the air and I feel like a lot of their songs there's so many different dynamics to it and... Um, like they're slow and fast ones. I feel like they could be really cool visually. Like I also have a Celtic Thunder concert DVD because I am a big fan of Celtic Thunder, and um, they usually have like a pretty basic like background, but still like with cool colors and dynamics and stuff like that. But if they made it like even bigger and larger, and I think it could really bring mm-hmm. that Celtic vibe to Las Vegas and be really fun. So I thought that'd be cool. I think that would be great. Thank you. All right, well, that's all that we have for this week. Yeah. Um, so I'll give my spiel now. Uh, you can find us on Twitter or Tumblr at Hi Ho Podcast. You can also email us at hihopodcast at gmail.com 
or look for some music recommendations with Celine and probably other people uh, also at Hi Ho Podcast. That's kind of our thing. Um, also remember to rate, review, subscribe on the podcatcher of your choice, especially Apple Podcasts, because that makes me happy. <laughs> yes. And thank you everyone for listening this week. And remember to like what you like. Your opinion is valid. As long as it's the same as mine. <laughs>